Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is our 31st episode, which blows my mind. Thank you again for listening, and to every new person that discovers us, welcome. I think we have more people listening now that don't know us personally than listeners who actually know us in real life. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com, as it is the best audio quality. Reach out, touch space. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my two experiences interviewing Martin Gore of Depeche Mode over a period of five years. Here are a few snapshots of my experiences interviewing Martin Gore. I think it's best to give some personal background first. I definitely was not a card-carrying Depeche Mode fan when they first appeared in the 80s. I leaned towards new wave, new romantic type stuff. The more glamorous the makeup, the better. Depeche Mode to me was a little dark and a little scary and Dave Gahan's voice bothered me. But 10 years later, I had a group of friends who were huge fans, and I got sucked in and I was very happy about it. But still, the only Depeche Mode show I had seen was the 101 concert film, which I watched by myself 10 years after it came out, and I was blown away. I very much regretted not having seen them live in the late 80s and early 90s. In 2013, my father was having a very bad health year with hospital visit after hospital visit. I don't have many memories of that year that don't revolve around him in some kind of healthcare facility. It was a very difficult time. One of these emergency trips to the hospital, probably the most intense one where I was sure he would not come out alive, I was at the hospital around the clock, sleeping there and everything. But I also had a ticket to Depeche Mode at Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles for their Delta Machine tour, which would have been my first time seeing them live. I couldn't believe I was actually considering going to the show, especially as it was downtown and my father was at UCLA, which is clear across town. But at the same time, I desperately needed a change of scenery and just to not be in the hospital for a little bit. So I decided to go, and the whole time I was scared about something happening to my father while I was away. But I had given every single person around him at the hospital my number to call or text. And I went, by myself, in a surreal state of mind. Once I got into the arena and thought I found my seats, I bumped into some old friends who are huge fans. One of them, Atusa, had been to so many of the dates on that tour. When the show started, it was like nothing else I had ever experienced. It was so good. The band were amazing. The energy in the whole place was electric. I was with people who were having the greatest time. 
and it was just what I needed. That night left an indelible impression on me. I saw Depeche Mode with a completely different set of eyes and I never forgot it. And I also swore to myself that I would never miss another concert of theirs again. I went right back to the hospital, completely recharged and reset and re-energized, with strength coming from brand new places. It was unreal. Two years after this experience, I interviewed Martin Gore for his solo album, MG, and I told him this exact story. I did start by saying I am a Depeche Mode fan, but I'm not that kind of devoted fan they're used to, and he said he could tell by the way I was talking. And after I finished telling him the story, he was completely emotional on the other end. This was a phone interview, so I can't swear he was crying, but I heard some sniffles. No lie. Two years after that, Depeche Mode were at the Hollywood Bowl multiple nights for the Spirit Tour. I made sure we had tickets. Lawrence had never seen them, he wasn't even sure about all of their songs, but I told him to trust me. There was so much traffic congestion that evening, Lawrence commented on it and I said, this is for Depeche Mode. The whole city is going to at least one of these shows. And it was true. He was blown away by the concert the same way I had been four years prior. And me? I knew what to expect, so I had the anticipation and the release. They are truly one of the greatest bands to see live. Where's the revolution? Come on, I interviewed Martin again this year for his instrumental solo EP, The Third Chimpanzee. He told me he goes to the studio every day, no matter what, and just messes around with modules and synthesizers and sounds. The way he was describing it was confusing to me because I had always pictured his studio as super organized, retro-futuristic space, but this is what he told me to set me straight. My studio is a crazy mess. There's just stuff all over the floor. I think it's the sign of being creative. I've literally got a tangle of wires in front of me and boxes on the floor. If it was a pristine, neat place, it probably wouldn't be a very used studio. I told Martin he was ruining my creative image of him, and he just laughed at me. Martin is very humble and nice. And I knew this because I had spoken to him before, but his unassuming attitude always disarms me. We ended up talking about books and reading because the name of the EP comes from a science book. This is what Martin told me about his reading habits. One of the sections I used to love browsing through was the science section, and I used to read quite a lot of scientific books. It's the randomness of it that sometimes you would find something that you would have never been interested in, but you pick it up and you're like, that's interesting. These days, the algorithms know what we like. I used to love reading. I still like reading, but not as much as I used to. I'm forcing myself to read more, but it doesn't come as naturally to me now. I think it's the digital age. I really don't like the fact that I get sucked away from books by my iPad and just doing inane things on the internet. I think humankind would be better off if the internet had never been invented. 
I only have time to read at night on the last hour of the day. Apart from being in the studio, I have a three and a four-year-old, and I have to be a dad. I had no idea Martin had kids that were that young, especially as he is 60 this year. And it is truly amazing that he has been writing cutting-edge music that is universally popular no matter when it is released for the last 40 years or two-thirds of his life. That is actually mind-blowing. Depeche Mode are no less popular or relevant of a band now than they were when they were releasing an album a year in the 80s. And their new songs are just as well received by the audience as their classic stuff. At both shows I went to, I was expecting and hoping to hear music from the new albums, and they didn't disappoint. But they also threw in plenty of the music that I may not have loved growing up, but that I did end up loving when I was finally grown up. But without Martin having to write material for Depeche Mode, there's less pressure and more experimentation, which is definitely the case on The Third Chimpanzee. There is a monkey theme to the whole EP, including the cover art, which was painted by an actual monkey called Pockets Warhol. I didn't know anything about this creature or the phenomenon around its art, but I went deep into Pockets' world, especially as I think the cover art is fantastic. You might remember that I asked Vince Clark of Erasure how he felt about being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as part of Depeche Mode in our 21st episode on Erasure, and what Vince said about Depeche Mode working really hard to get there but that he didn't like the name as he didn't feel what he did musically was very rock and roll. I asked Martin if he felt the same way and this is what he told me. I got sucked into music by rock and roll anyway, their original rock and roll through my mother. I feel honored to have been inducted along with all of those people that I used to listen to as a kid. And that's my snapshot of my two experiences interviewing Martin Gore of Depeche Mode, along with a lot of my personal emotional connection to the band. You can read both articles on picturesoflily.com. The most recent interview is also on floodmagazine.com. And I wrote a review of the third chimpanzee EP over at rockandrollglobe.com. And I reviewed the Hollywood Bowl show for the LA Weekly, all of which are linked at picturesoflily.com. In the next episode, I will be talking about my experiences interviewing the members of the band Riot. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lauren Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms or on picturesoflily.com, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube.
Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.